Chapter Twenty One of The Spanish Cavalier by Charlotte Maria Tucker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Esther Ben Simonides. Chapter Twenty One. Two Angels. We will now return to Alcala, whom we left on his way to the prison. Slowly, the conveyance in which the cavalier was seated, guarded by several alguazils, rolled through the streets of Seville. Alcala sat as far back from the vehicle as he could to avoid the gaze of curious eyes for many of the populace were eager to get a sight of the hidalgo set to prison for white judaism that mysterious crime once only did alcala lean forward in his seat and now was to gain a glimpse of the outer wall of the huge coliseo of seville the plaza de toros what a gush of thankfulness came to the breast of alcala at the sight of that place the scene of his rash ungodly venture had he been left to expire in that arena which it had been a crime to enter where would his soul now have been but the heavenly father whom he had so deeply offended would not suffer the sinner to perish in his sin. Mercy had not only snatched him from destruction both of body and soul, but had made the rebel a son, had granted to the transgressor the privilege of suffering for the sake of the gospel. The realization of the freeness of God's grace, the depth of his love, excluded for the time from the spirit of the Spaniard all less powerful emotions. It may be said that there are two heaven-sent guides appointed to lead through life's pilgrimage all those who in faith seek a heritage above. The fear of God and the love of God are these two guiding angels, the former, in somewhat austere beauty, appears in garments of spotless white, for the fear of the Lord is clean, and on his snowy pinion is inscribed the word, Obedience. Blessed are they who are led by the spirit of reverence, as a poet has nobly expressed the thought. Fearing God, they have no other fear. It is this angel who is wont to meet pilgrims on the outset of their career, to guide their first feeble steps in the narrow path of duty, but oft-times he leads place to another spirit even more glorious than he. Not that the fear of God can ever be far removed from the Christian, but his form is half hidden by the radiance of his twin brother, the second guide of the pilgrim. Holy fear is fair indeed, but who can describe the seraphic beauty of holy love? He shines with the glory reflected from the smile of a reconciled God. All the tints of heaven's rainbow glitter in his quivering rings. Their motion is light, and their inscription is joy. The fear of God leads us onward. The love of God bears us upward. Blessed, thrice blessed those over whom the second angel waves his pinions of joy. Often, very often, has the Spirit been sent on a special mission to those who suffer for conscience' sake. When he is near, earthly griefs seem to have lost their power in pain. His soft whisper drowns with its music the scoff of the persecutor, the yell of the furious mob. Cheered by that whisper, the martyr has gone with light step and joyous countenance to meet the king of terrors. He has felt, though man could not see, the waving of the bright wings, and has, with cheerful courage, embraced the cross for the stake. It is this angel of light who has come into many a sick room and turned it into a chamber of peace. He has gently smoothed the pillow, touched the pain-wrinkled brow, and its furrows have disappeared. There has been such happiness imparted by the presence of the love of God that weeping, wandering friends have owned that last enemy himself has lost all its sting. No smile is like the smile of death when all good musing past rise wafted on the parting breath, the sweetest, though the last. Alcala, on his way to his prison, was accompanied by this invisible angel, and, in strength imparted by the love of God, could make an apostle's work his own. He could say, we rejoice in the glory of God, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. End of chapter 21. Recording by Esther and Simonides.